Hello, friends. Hope all of you are doing well. And uh, you guys are getting back from the rest week for most of you. And the first week after rest week has um, <clears throat> has not has treated you well. And I know some of you might have some niggles. Some of you might have some starting trouble um, from a physiological standpoint as well as mental standpoint. There could be some starting trouble in case you are one of that group. Don't worry. That's normal. Body is just a little bit, you know, um, should I say complaining that, hey, you gave me so much rest. I don't want to do a little bit of work anymore. And uh, but when your mind is ready, mind takes over by this part of the training cycle. You're mentally you're very strong. So it is just a mental game going forward. And um, I'm sure that you guys are having uh, slowly getting the rhythm back. So those of you are coming back from rest week. Some of you haven't taken the rest week because you probably have your races earlier or your races later. So you haven't come to the rest week portion of the training. So you guys are running. Continue doing that. And uh, thank you for, uh, you know, coming to the uh, to the State of the Union. I hope you all enjoyed that. Um, I also hope that most of you have signed up for the race day. Uh, let's please make sure you sign up for the race day. Definitely sign up for the lunch as well. As I said, it's a gala. Uh, it's not just about running and race. It's also about meeting everybody. It's about, you know, uh, just enjoying the community of uh, RSWB runners. You won't believe there are a lot of runners who come from outstation uh, to just participate in the race. Um, as I said, there are many races that offer a lot of things around the world. But we at RSWB, we take pride in providing two things that you do not get in other parts, in other races, which is one, uh, Entire race is filled with love, filled with the RHWB, uh, you know, uh, community gratitude. That the Everyone is RHWB runners. So there are volunteers who finish the race earlier or who do the runs later and they volunteer for this. And there's an army of volunteers who create the race. And the last time, I think about 220 runners ran. This time, I'm hoping it's about 300 runners. I think we have permit up to 300 runners. So definitely sign up. Last time, it was pouring rain. Uh, the ceremony was uh, done in pouring rain, but nobody cared. Still, everybody stayed and, uh, you know, got through the, the medal ceremony and uh, it was still a great affair. So let's make this uh, end of season X truly successful. We have some surprises that we're working on. Hopefully, we'll be able to execute that and can't wait to see all of you finish your peak mesa cycle and then uh, uh, do a little bit of taper and then come ready for uh, conquering the race on the race day the October 15th, the first step of which is you should go and sign up. Okay, um, the links have already been provided. Definitely go through the SOU deck that I had shared and we go from there. Okay, uh, for today, I want to talk about two interesting and important thought processes that will help you not only this weekend, but in this entire peak meso cycle as well as the race. And that is the concept of mental benchmark. And how going forward, we start focusing on the mental portion of our training. Now, this mental benchmark, the way I want to sort of explain this, especially for new runners, but it's definitely there for uh, return runners as well, is that our, bra our brain has this funny habit of having a preconceived limit. Everyone has a preconceived limit. You know, it thinks that it can only do it up to that level. So body sort of, opti the mind sort of optimizes the body 
to you know sort of get to that limit and that's pretty much it after that it shuts down that limit like think of it as a high water uh, mark if you think about kids say 2 years and 3 years they don't have any limits you know they don't they haven't their brain hasn't been trained to create these artificial limits and because they don't have any limits they can do whatever they feel like you know if you ask a kid you know if you allow the kid to start running and motivate that kid like 2 or 3 years this kid will keep running till you know till it feels it has no energy and just drop down without any energy till the time it will run and the actual distance will be lot 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 more than what you as a parent might be thinking but what we do we as parents we sort of uh, teach them creating these artificial limits right and we as adults uh, we grew up like that we have this you know sense of safety security what is possible what is not possible there are many inherent assumptions that our brain makes and creates a certain limit and once that limit is formed what happens is you only operate within that limit or the mind or your brain allows you to operate within that limit only this limit is what i call it as a mental benchmark now why this is very important concept for us to learn is that as you our goal in training is in a structured way keep raising that mental benchmark up so think about it when you started the training cycle probably let's talk new runners for now and as i said applicable to all the runners take that that new runner probably had a mental benchmark of man i have never done any running in life max i can do one mile that's the mental benchmark he or she had now over the next couple of days or weeks that mental benchmark was broken and then we asked that person to do 2 miles so now 2 miles is the limit for that person but to the same person who has done 2 miles if we ask them to do 1.5 miles or a 1 mile that person won't even think about that 1 mile because that mental benchmark is now 2 miles so the level of effort to do 1 mile just one or two weeks after crossing the first mental benchmark which was the 1 mile mark is lot 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 lower than the level of effort that person had to put to break it for the first time the distance is the same the effort is the same but for some reason body finds it lot easier to get to a one mile which is much lower than the current mental benchmark than what it was earlier or in other words the idea behind our training is to slowly start making the ben- mental benchmarks higher and higher and as a result the previous mental benchmark that was kept becomes very easy so if you think about your uh, training schedule you will have like in a meso cycle probably you will have 10 miles for the first week second mile is say 12 miles longer runs i'm talking about and the third my third week is 14 miles let's say a full marathon example similar structure happens for others as well so 10 12 14 and this runner has never run long runs before or in other words maxi has done is a half marathon so his mental benchmark or her mental benchmark is only 13 but now 10 he was she was able to do it 12 she was able to do it but 14 is something that she has never done it and she breaks her own mental benchmark and does 14 okay she pushes it hard she makes it happen then comes the next meso where we ask her to do only 12.5 or 13 that becomes very easy for her oh 13 she can do because last week she did 14 So 13 becomes very easy because her mental benchmark is at right 14. So in the next meso, the second week we ask her to do 16, and then the third week we ask her to do 18. Now that she has done 18 miles, 
the third miso when it happens when we ask her to do 15 miles trust me that 15 miles seems a lot easier than when she did her first half marathon that is the 13 mile how did that happen it is just 3 weeks it's not as if in 3 weeks her body became that much extra fit that 15 miles became easy the only thing that happened is your brain is unshackling its benchmarks and it is constantly racing the benchmarks higher up so the lesson here folks is that not just for running it applies for everything you know having the self confidence that why am i putting shackles on to what i can do you know of course you have to be reasonable but within reasonable limits don't allow your mind to put those limits that you cannot you know do more more than that you know how many times you have seen this in various other non running activities at work somebody just has to think that i can only work for 6 hours you know after that i get tired and then his friend who has been his business school classmate is in investment banking he works for 22 hours how is that possible you know they say two both are same age everything this guy gets tired in 6 hours that guy works for 22 hours and he is okay and when that guy gets uh, one day just half a day and he works for 14 hours he feels all the more energetic and he's got all the you know energy available i'm not saying 22 is better than 6 but i'm saying two normal people everything same but for one 6 hours the benchmark another one is 22 hours the benchmark you know and it is we have seen that in real life likewise this ability to constantly increase the benchmark actually improves your performance that's a core of a training so why i'm bringing this up is there are multiple ways to increase this benchmark the first one is you yourself doing it in a structured way which is what our training is all about the second one is identifying with people that you can identify in other ways but that person is do, uh, doing things that you know you are thinking man i am exactly like that person i look the same i have the same sort of physical fitness in fact some places i am better than that person we are you know we eat the same we look the same we are same age group everything is same but that person can do 10 miles then why can't i do 10 miles that's also a mental benchmark that's why you surround yourself with folks who can constantly give you a higher mental benchmark and that's what runners high community is all about so if you think about it how all of this comes together the runners high community gives you a mental benchmark you know by participating by giving more you are actually getting the mental benchmark on a regular basis the upward movement of the mental benchmark on a regular basis and then of course you doing it and pushing the mental benchmark ahead also gives you that extra impetus to do things that you otherwise thought was not possible here to fall that is what is the power of mental benchmark guys and when it comes to peak meso cycle that is going to be at play so all you need to do is that up come a, a long run weekend you are really thinking hey i did 13 miles or i did 7 miles or i did 9 miles before the rest week all i have to do is just push it by 2 miles that's it so up to 9 miles your body is ready only thing is you have to tell the body that you can do 11 miles and once you do 11 miles 11 miles becomes easy the week after and very soon you become a half marathoner full marathoner ultra you name the power of the mind so it's all in the mind folks peak mesa cycle is all in the mind this is the theory behind this let us be in the business of pushing the mental benchmark little every day as they say it seems one to the power 365 doing the same thing for 365 days it just gives you one
right? But if you just improve by 1% every day, 1.01 to the power 365, that means today I increased it by 1%, next day I do 1% of what happened yesterday. I think the net result is, if I'm not mistaken, let me take my uh, calculator. Uh, I think it's a pretty big number. 1.01, let me just make it 1.01 to the power 365. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, oh, I'm trying to see where I can get the power here. Oh, Lord, I'm not able to get it here in my calculator. Uh, but you know what? It is a pretty large number. I think it's a 300% increase or something like that. But that's really what I'm talking about. Push the mental benchmark a little bit. You will get there and it's all in the mind as you go forward. That's the first point I want to make today. The second point I want to make today, guys, is push this, you know, manipulating this mental portion of your running and try to make it work for you. Now, this is specifically for new runners, but I do think a lot of uh, return runners can also benefit if they like doing this. Now, this is called as the banked run strategy. Now, the banking run strategy basically is a way to sort of fool your mind. Now, when you think about it, if you want, this is only applicable when you do long runs, long runs specifically more than two hours, what what I call it as the long distance range, more than two hours. So when you have to do more than two hour run, whether it is half marathon, maybe a 10 mile run or, a you know, uh, anything about 10 mile run or up to 10 mile run for some people might go up slower and they might get into the two hour plus at eight, eight uh, or seven uh, miles as well. Now, when you are supposed to do two miles and above, there are two fundamental sort of issues the body has to tackle. One is the sort of the energy levels in the form of easily available glycogen itself will start coming down after two miles, after two hours. Or in other words, your energy source itself is coming down. So you have to deal with that. That is where you have to do gels and other things, which I've talked about in the previous messages. The other side is the mental monotony. You know, your brain, when it realizes that, man, for the next two and a half hours, I have to do the same thing again and again. Just put one step in front of another. Okay, I have all those beautiful sights, but still, it's the same thing for two and a half hours. Your body just doesn't give you, the mind doesn't just give you the strength, mental strength to push. So what it does is it sends all kinds of signals to the body to stop that activity. So that's why, you know, you will have some cramps or some leg pain will start, some pseudo, sometimes real, but sometimes pseudo You just have no motivation after four miles. You just want to shut it down and go home. Or if you're running in a circuit, which normally I I recommend never run in a circuit when it is a long run. Because what happens is every time you run a two-mile circuit, for instance, you come towards the starting point. Your brain is like, hey, the car is there. Let's shut it down and go home. That you don't allow the brain to uh, have that luxury. So I never run circuit. I always run straight line and go and come back. Or in other words, if I've done five miles forward, I don't have a choice. I have to come back five miles. So 10 miles is guaranteed, you know. So that's another way of sort of fooling the, uh, the brain, by the way. But coming back to what I'm saying, saying your mind is trying to its best, doing all kinds of magic to somehow stop the body from doing what it is doing because of the mental monotony. So one way is to just force fit it and just wait for the mind to just get used to that boredom at the end of the day. You know, who said, you know, achieving great things is just all doing all exciting things. It's about 90% doing the same thing again and again in a good way. And then 10% do exciting things. So you better get used to it. That's one way of kind of training the mind. And I'm sure a lot of senior runners do that. In fact, I myself 
for senior runners. I give this homework that when they want to do a 16-mile run, just to get that mental boredom uh, training, I ask them to go to a treadmill and just same speed, no TV in front of the treadmill, nothing, just the treadmill. So you can't see anything. And I force them to run for 16 miles at the same speed. That's very boring, but that's mental strength training. That's one form of mental strength training. But coming back to my other point here, so we need to fool the mind just to make give some instant gratification, so to speak. So the way you do that is the banking strategy. So the banking strategy basically is, let's say you go for a 10-mile run. You first, in the banking strategy, you need to have a plan. The plan should be like first three miles I will run. You know, let's say your CP is, just to make it easy, your CP is 10 minutes a mile is your CP. So you go in with a plan that first three miles, I want to do PRS. Let's say that is the second plan that I've had. So I go in with a plan that the first three miles I'll do 1030, you know, around the 1030 range. Next three miles I'll do around the 1015 range. Next two miles I'll do around the 950 to 10 range. And then the last two miles I'll go all out and be around the 930 range. That's the plan I have. Now, I want to execute this plan. One way of executing is keep running continuously. But when you do that, some people do it. Uh, you know, you are uh, men- you have to deal with that mental boredom that I was talking to you about. The bank run strategy is you can execute the same strategy, the exactly the same split, but every mile you give a little bit of rest from running to your brain, not for your body. Body doesn't need it, but your brain needs it. So the way you do that is you take the first mile. The strategy I was telling you, the first mile, my target is 1030. So what I want, I'll do is for the first, let's say 0.9 miles, I will run at 10 or 1015. By doing that, I am putting some bank in my, I'm putting some money in my bank. because, Or in, in this case, the currency is the extra time that I have earned by running a little faster than my target pace, right? So once I come to 0.95 miles, I keep I keep my Garmin at a mile split, like the, not the cumulative mile split, not the over full run, but the mile that I'm running. So there is a setting there. You can always use that. So it will tell me like, what is the split right now I have in the mile that I'm running? Cumulative. That means if I'm at 0.8 miles in that mile, it'll tell me that at 0.8, I'm running at 10.10. So 10.10 and now I come to 0.95 and my cumulative is 10.12 split. Then what I do is I just start walking for the last 0.05 miles. So when I walk, what happens? The, the the cumulative split increases from 10, 12, 10, 14, 10, 16, like that. I keep walking and I train myself in such a way that I, I stop at a time where I can, if I walk for 0.05 miles, by the time I finish the, that mile, it'll stop at 10.30 abouts. Or in other words, I've achieved the target split for that mile, but I also gave 0.05 miles of walking rest to my mind where my mind at the time can do other things like enjoy the scenery or look at WhatsApp or tweet or you name it. You can do all kinds of things. So it kind of breaks the monotony for the mind. By doing that, then you are refreshed for the next mile and you do the same thing. Next time the target is now not 1030, it becomes 1025, for instance. So you stop, you run at about 1005, stop at 0.95, 0.85, whatever is the way. You basically manage this. Or in other words, you bank your, your run so that you gain some extra uh, seconds in the savings bank that you use it towards the end of the mile, still achieving the result. That way you are able to manage and strategize the entire run by giving breaks for yourself, but still 
within the framework of your speed decision. Or in other words, you're not losing any speed, but you are really, uh, you know, also fooling your mind to thinking that it's not the long run, it is only a short run. So mind gets refreshed momentarily. And then again, when it gets bored, again, it gets refreshed. So guys, for me, I have done this all the time. I love this type of run. I do this all marathons as well. I'm talking about race day marathons. Now I do it for a different reason. Because for me, uh, getting a PR and all that, I'm long uh, gone. I'm not interested in any PR. I don't want to break any big uh, speed uh, limit, uh, breaks and all. I am for me more interested in capturing the magical moments that happen during running, or especially in a race day. It comes in the form of photographs, me tweeting my thought process, talking to the fellow runners, taking an interview. This is what I do. I do this through the race. And when can I do it? I earn the right to do this by doing bank strategy in the race. So I run fast and 0.8 miles I stop. So I have 0.2 miles of walking during the race. And in that race, in that walk time, I'll take pictures, selfies, talk to fellow runners who are as slow as me sometimes. Or sometimes I like a person with an interesting background is running and I run along with them and take a like a selfie interview. I've done all this shit. I do tweets, how I feel, and a lot of people follow that because it's from the race how I feel tweeting. I do all of these things. You know, and I get motivated. It doesn't feel like I'm running a marathon. By the time I come to 24 miles, I am happy. And then last two miles, I just run and finish it and then go and see that. Oh, my, I even got a PR. Sometimes I do this and I get a PR. How do I get a PR? People are thinking, if only you didn't do it, you would have gotten you would have gotten better PR. The answer to this is no. If I didn't do it, I would have gotten so bored or so mentally tired, I would have probably had a bad race. Because I did all these things. I actually came fresh and I was able to stick to the strategy of my timing. So it is, there is a method to this madness. It is not like wasting me, wasting time. It is just that I am running fast, little fast, not too fast, because you have to be in CP still. Run a little too fast, a little faster, gain the time, put it in the bank, savings bank of Bala's running bank, and then use that immediately towards the end of the mile. In that way, I fool the, my brain to thinking that it is getting rest. I don't get into monotony. And I execute the run and have fun, which is one of the pillars, as you all know, while I do it. So those are the two messages, guys and girls, for this weekend. When you're doing the long run, think about that. The power of mental benchmark. Every long run, you are raising it up. And being with the community, you are raising it up. Keep raising the bar, as they say. And then if you think you would like to have a little break, if you don't feel, some people don't want to break and start running again, they find it more difficult, then don't have to do it. But those of you who would like to have a break, consider banked strategy. You will feel very comfortable and you will be able to enjoy the run. Actually, you will have a better performance than otherwise. Okay. Um, good luck on your peak meso. Can't wait to see your long runs. And uh, yes, sign up for that race day. Thank you, guys. Take care. Bye-bye.